It's the MicroConf Podcast. I am your host, Rob Walling. This week, we dive into five SaaS ideas you can build as a solo founder. This is audio pulled from one of our YouTube videos. Watch the full video at microconf.com slash YouTube or click the link in the show notes. Our ideas videos tend to be pretty popular, which makes sense because if you don't have an idea, you always want to hear new ones. And if you do have an idea, it's still kind of fun to hear about new SaaS ideas. And one more thing. We've recently reopened the doors for our online community, MicroConf Connect. MicroConf Connect is our virtual hallway track. It's a vibrant community of SaaS founders helping each other and discussing wins, challenges, and frankly, how to grow faster. A couple months ago, we paused new signups to improve the platform based on your requests. With MicroConf Connect 2.0, we're rolling out three membership tiers packed with new perks like weekly co-working, exclusive discounts, a searchable content library, and more. Whether you've been a member of Connect or not, you really should check it out, microconfconnect.com. So with that, let's dive in. Back by popular demand, here are five more SaaS ideas that you can build. And in this video, I'm gonna focus on those you could build as a solo founder. The first idea comes from Pat Walls on Twitter. The idea that he's presenting is actually an existing service, and I don't think you should replicate this. But if you could take this idea and translate it to other mediums, I think this could be very intriguing. So the product that exists is GetSponsorLeads.com. And in essence, they provide you with a list of more than 250 companies that are advertising in email newsletters. And so if you had an email newsletter, and we're looking for sponsors, this is a great lead list for you. Now this already exists, but does it make sense to do this for podcast advertising, YouTube advertising, on-site advertising, any other type of advertising you can think of? I think so. As Pat points out, the reason this is a great business is it's B2B, it's a productized service, it's a simple product that's easy to automate, they charge $2,400 per year, and it's kind of a no-brainer offer because if you close one deal using this data, you cover that yearly cost. And the odds are good it's going to be low churn because it directly makes newsletters more money. So if you could translate this into another medium, this is something that doesn't require any code to fulfill and could be done with no code or just with human automation on the back end. My second idea is one that we obtained by asking folks if they have a problem at their day job. And this is an idea that the respondent said he thinks his company would be willing to pay $500 a month for it. This person said, I do a lot of scheduling of personnel and facilities. I do this manually using Outlook and tracking in Excel. I'd love to find a software solution that would help me find available people and spaces, automatically book them in Outlook, and provide some tracking output to something like Airtable. This would allow me to fill requests faster, leaving more time for planning and troubleshooting. I've built something using Excel spreadsheets, but this is me chiming in. Obviously, a lot of Excel spreadsheets become amazing B2B SaaS apps. And specifically, this is focused on logistics people, staffing coordinators, anyone who needs to pull various resources together and assign them more quickly and efficiently. Idea number three came from learning that a lawyer has a problem at their day job and it involves scheduling and calendaring. This requester said they would pay $50 a month for legal scheduling software that took time management into consideration. And the quote from this lawyer is, I need software that can estimate how much time each appointment needs and arrange appropriately. So in programming parlance, this person needs strongly typed meeting types, where if I'm doing an initial consult on a will or estate planning, maybe that's 30 minutes or 60 minutes versus the delivery of that 
that item, maybe that's 90 minutes or two hours. But if you could designate that in the software that this type of meeting requires this much time, and then when you hand out the link for your client to book it, it would essentially be strongly typed. It would be intelligent. It's not even AI. It's not artificial intelligence. It's just good old fashioned if then else statements. The fourth idea would be for construction and warehousing companies. And the requester for this one said they'd be willing to pay $30 a month. The problem is that in their warehouse, parts are not being placed on their scope of work. So they're not being grabbed from the warehouse. So they're not made available on site on a job when needed. And this person said, I feel there could be a barcode scanning system so that all items that are being taken from warehousing are correlated to a job and a scope number and missing items or those likely to be needed can be highlighted by the system. And this requester said, I've done a lot of paper note taking and saving pictures, but it's not helping much. So a dire problem. My biggest concern is $30 a month. That's not much. Selling to construction firms is going to be tough. So I would want to validate that construction firms would be willing to pay hundreds of dollars a month before I even thought about building this one. And the fifth and final idea today is software for luthiers. It's violin makers. I love this idea because it's such a niche problem and something that if you didn't hear directly from a luthier, you would have no idea that they have this issue. The requester said, I make violins, so I want software that could have all the pertinent data of every piece of tone wood in all supplier inventory. So it would be essentially like I owned some tens of thousands of pieces of wood instead of the 25 that I own. It would be nice to act like I'm choosing my wood from a vast supply that was measured for density and speed of sound instead of choosing from a small sample and having to adjust while I'm building instead of doing that all before. I'll be honest, this is something that you would have to have conversations with violin makers or instrument makers in general before considering building this because you need to fully understand not only this problem, but what other problems do they have as they're manufacturing these? I'm not sure this seems like enough of a problem that you can charge enough for it to make it worth your while. But if I was interested in this space, maybe I make violins myself, I would really want to find out how I could help solve that problem plus any other problems during manufacturing. 